Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal! These guys are good! Scary good! And this crowd is going bananas! As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff, joining me just a second my partner in crime on this podcast nick martin and nick as always we start the show with as big a bang as possible our favorite underdogs for the following slate which is tuesday march the 7th 2023 i'll go first i feel like i'm going back to the well a team that i had no interest in betting for like the first four months of the season all of a sudden, I feel like I'm betting them every night. The Columbus Blue Jackets are plus 250 against Pittsburgh. They, It's hard to say a team's come back down to earth when they're the <laughs> worst team of the NHL, perhaps. But um, after their little cute little 4-2-2 two two run, they're now, they've lost two in a row, so they're 5-4-2. But this is more about Pittsburgh than anything. They still are not playing strong defensively over their last 10 games. They're bottom six in both expected goals against high danger chances allowed uh, at five on five. Now they are creating offense, but the margin for error is so thin when you're giving up so many going the other way that if guys like Gensel, Crosby, Malk, and Latang have a tough night at the office uh, and the Jackets finishers of which they have some in, in Johnny Gaudreau and you know, Patrick Line, Ken Johnson, uh, those kind of guys, uh, if they have a decent night at the office, there is a path here. It's plus 250 now. I'm assuming it's going to get a little bit bigger. I don't see too many people rushing to bet the Jackets in a game where the Penguins need to have it. Uh, but we've seen Columbus pull these kind of games uh, not too uh, you know, far back. They've already beaten Toronto, Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg, uh, the, the Sabres over their last 11 games or so. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the Jackets here. It's the price. Uh, there frankly aren't many other underdogs on this schedule that are even remotely interesting. So it's Columbus for me. Yeah. I'm uh to, you know, there, there aren't many appealing dogs. This one even scares me a bit. I hope Columbus win. I'd love to see Pittsburgh play this, uh, lose this game. Um, I'm going to go back to the anytime goal score. Well, 
as my underdog. We cashed a good one last pod with uh, Gurionov coming through at north of plus 500. I think there's two fun ones on this slate that I like. So the first one is going to be very, very dependent on what the price is. I think Jacob Verona versus Arizona. He's going to play second line, no power play, which makes it a little less of a dream. But it is a matchup versus the Coyotes. And uh, we like that. So his last game with Detroit, it was at plus 380. I think we'll probably see it be about that. I'd be surprised if they adjusted it much for him getting a better role. Like I, I think really when you talk guys down the lineup in the NHL, it doesn't really matter. So I'd play Verona at plus 380 here. He's such a pure goal scorer. Um, and it seems like one of those spots where it could work out for him in his Blues debut. So I like that. And then the other one, I'm looking to play at about plus 175 if it's there. Jared McCann of the Kraken. I thought he was tremendous versus Colorado. He's been continuing to put a wealth of chances on the net. He's quietly one of the leaders in the entire league in goals per 60. So I like that Jared McCann versus the Ducks. Uh, I think that's another fun anytime goal scorer prop. So I like those two on this uh, slate thin of, of true underdog sides that look playable. Yeah, usually you can follow our bets in the Action Network app at Line Change Podcast, but uh, the app happened to go down on Thursday for a little while. And that meant I have to I had to log in the Gurianov bet or not uh, via desktop, and I just couldn't find it on the desktop. So that's why that one uh, didn't get logged on on that one, and of which I apologize. Uh, te- technical difficulties, but the money's still in your pocket, so that's what really matters. Uh, let's look at the big board. It is a busy night Tuesday. The Carolina Hurricanes and Montreal Canadiens will start there. Carolina's minus three hundred five on the road. Habs plus 255, the over under six. Carolina coming off a drubbing of the Tampa Bay Lightning on Sunday. I mean, maybe this is like a little bit of a letdown spot, but they need to win games to keep New Jersey at uh, at bay in the race for the Metro Division. They're only up two points on the Devils. Uh, they do have a game in hand, but yeah, this is a pretty easy pass for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm not fading the Canes right now. They've yeah. got me questioning my stance on not going back on them to win the cup for like the sixth straight year at this time. So yeah, I, that that was a pretty scary performance for Tampa. I don't yeah. really think there's much else. And every, and a lot of the games lately have, have looked like that. So yeah, the, the Canes look pretty good. The Toronto Maple Leafs are dealing with a little bit of an injury crisis. Uh, they're plus plus one ten in Jersey devils minus minus one thirty. The over under here is six and a half. John Tavares will be out with uh, what they're calling an illness. Maybe, uh, related to that hit he took from Tyler Myers, but either way, they just said he's not feeling himself. And then uh, Ryan O'Reilly, broken finger, so he's out for quite some time, um, leaving the Leafs all of a sudden pretty thin down the middle. Sam Lafferty will be your second line center. Uh, the the Devils, meanwhile, are they've kind of clicked it into gear. They're coming home. Both of these teams are coming back east after you know spending some time out west. Uh, Devils played a wild one. At the mullet at mullet arena, uh, the home yotes almost struck again, uh, but the devils ended up uh catch they were taking care of business after coyotes came back from four two down. Um, I think the devils are in range here for for a bet. Uh, I'll expand on it later, but this is this line looks a little sleepy almost, I would say. Uh, and and like they're I think you and I were saying like they're, they're pricing this one as if Toronto uh is fully healthy and on the road. Yes. Well, yeah, I think it's a little closer if, if Toronto's healthy, but I do agree. It's still devils or 
nothing considering the spot. Um, I didn't really have a lot here. I could see maybe Toronto playing a better game. I like their defensive lineup more than what we've seen recently with Liljigan back in on the top pair. But other than that, I didn't really have a lot of notes. And I think the other one, Bunting, could be an interesting player prop because he's kind of gobbling up that spot on the top power play unit, which is significant when you look at how incredibly good that uh, unit is. So I think if you're going to see some of his numbers hang around where they have been, Bunting could be an interesting uh, prop target. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Stop me if you've heard this one before. They are in a little bit of a rut. They are struggling. They don't. They look tired. They look disinterested. They look all those things that we say about them every year, uh, a couple times a season. So right now, that's where they are. Like I said, they got their doors blown off by Carolina and now uh, host Philadelphia in what looks like a get-right spot for the Bolts. They're minus 295. Flyers plus 245. The over-under 6.5. John Tortor- like John Tortorella teams, probably not the ones you want to target and get right spots, but I think it's you'll find your favorite Tampa bet here and, and and let it rip. Yeah, I agree. I think I mean I think I've said this a couple times on the five game win streak, and also said that Tampa's pretty tough to or five game losing streak that it's pretty tough to call Bolts games, but this seems like the get right spot where it's just like even harder to see them letting down, and I could see. I know the list of player props we like is getting kind of long, but I feel like this is a good spot to target Tampa stars to go off. Cause I think like, you know, they got called out in the Sabres game. They sat the third. Well, the next day they just got absolutely cleaned out by Carolina. And that was kind of a team wide thing there. You know, you're going back to back versus a Canes team that just allows nothing. And, and we've seen like a couple teams just get absolutely starched and their, their stars can't get anything going. So this could be the one where I see like point Kucherov Stamkos having a big night. I think probably elaborate on it later, but I think Kucherov shots is probably my favorite one or maybe two points, but I think we'll see him and point have a really quality game in this one. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, they're going to be on the second night of a back-to-back. They're playing at home and uh, against Edmonton on Monday night. Then they'll travel to Long Island, take on the Buff- uh, take on the Islanders. Uh, Sabres are plus 140. Islanders are minus 165. The over-under is six and a half. I'll be in the building. I think the number looks about right. Craig Anderson looks the likely starter on Monday night. So I'm guessing we'll see Eric Comrie or UPL, Ukebeka Lekkonen against the Islanders and Ilya Sorokin. So a little bit of a goaltending mismatch for the Islanders, a good rest spot uh, as well. They're playing pretty well too. They are without Matt Barzell. It looks like JG Pajot is back. Um, The two player props I've circled here are Pierre Engvall as an anytime goal scorer. You should get a pretty good number on him. Uh, considering his you know totals and the fact that he was getting you know, third line minutes on the Leafs, and now we'll be playing on the first line with Bo Horvat uh, and Anders Lee for the Islanders, and then Kyle Palmieri, who the numbers aren't there yet, but has quietly been really effective since coming back from injury. He's got ten goals on the season. He just scored uh, in their last game against the Red Wings, and he's taking up. Uh, Barzell's spot on the first power play. So he's got, he had four shots against the Red Wings. He's got seven shots over his last three games, 10 over his last four. And those games were coming against uh decent defensive team. So if you look back at his totals, they might not look great like the shot totals, but he had five against the Bruins and then three against the Kings, two against the Jets, uh, one against the Wild and four against the Red Wings. It's when you consider the opposition, how those teams try to play, it's they're not bad at all. And he's playing with Brock Nelson and Zach Parisi on the Islanders second line. Like I said, he's getting power play time and you're going to get a good number on him. His number's always up there 
uh, sometimes north of three to one. So Palmieri or Engvall uh, would be the ones I would like here. Yeah, I like targeting anytime goal scorers versus Buffalo, uh, especially back to back. And without Samuelson in the mix, I know he's kind of a smaller name, um, but he's really important for them defensively. He's one of their best true defensive defenders. If you look at when their season really stabilized dating back to, and obviously maybe some guys have come, you know, come a long way. Bryson maybe could do better now than he's done at times. Owen Powers taking steps forwards, I would say, since November. But the day the game Samuelson came back on November 22nd was pretty much when the team stabilized. I know it's not all going to come down to that, but I'm just saying he is actually a really important player for them. And it's already back to back. Their goaltending is not very good. So, yeah, I like it. I could definitely see the Islanders, Islanders putting up a higher than traditional goal output for them. So three. Um, <laughs> I was going to Cal- say that, but I decided to let it go. <laughs> The Calgary Flames are plus 120. Uh, they're also uh, on a back-to-back. They're taking on the Minnesota Wild. Minus 140 over under. Here is six. It's not a great schedule spot for Calgary, who, you know, if they want to keep their season alive, needs to basically sweep this back-to-back where they're doing the Stars, North Stars two-step. They're in Dallas on uh, Monday night. Then they got to travel up to Minnesota. Uh, same price. They're plus 120 in Dallas, and they're going to be plus 120 at time or they are plus 120 at the time of recording in minnesota um you and i had a conversation earlier about the flames just generally and i do think that they should be undervalued in a team that we've said it a hundred times on the show that we want to quit this team and we can't but everybody's quit them now every like across the board so now that everyone else has done it i'm like okay well if everyone else is quitting on them i guess i'm back in now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh ready Ready. <laughs> I'll see where this line ends up. I'm assuming it's going to get bigger because I don't think that they're going to close at the same price they were the night before uh, against teams that are basically the same. Um, so if Calgary gets to like that plus 130 mark, I'll be interested even on the back-to-back. Yeah, I agree. I I think uh, it'll be flames or nothing again, but we'll see. It'll probably get to be a pretty large number. I could see myself playing a lot of the same Flames props that I've been loving too. Just Gustafsson saves. It barely got there on Saturday. I think the under could be interesting. Those are just, those seem to be such good narratives in Flames games right now, especially if Markstrom's going to stabilize at all. I think that they're just going to trend towards playing such low scoring, tight, hard fought games. And then obviously you're talking about playing the Wild, who are just like the epitome of that. And you know, the Wild are getting by Gustafsson. I think they kind of, Gustafsson's going to regress hard. He's played to like a nine. They were getting like 944 before the same the Flames game. They've got 944 save percentage from their goalies over the last month. That's not going to hold. But at the same time, they've scored on about 5% of their shots for almost like a six-week at even strength for like a six-week span. So I don't think the offense is going to be great, but maybe they're due for an uptick there. Um so yeah, I think that's kind of all I've got on that one. I'd like to see how Calgary looks tonight too before I kind of get involved with that one. It could be one of those things where like, you know, if they lose like like another Calgary-style game tonight where they lose <laughs> they don't, three They to just two, don't even fly to Minnesota. Yeah, just, like then I could see them just getting crushed. And it there's some things, like there's so many things that I would question about that team if it's helping them get better, if it helps motivate the guys. I think a good instance is tonight, Dylan Dubé going down to the fourth line. Like, you can talk about trying to motivate guys all you want, all this sort of stuff. But at what point is it like you just need to play your best players? Like you can't score goals and you're sitting the fifth leading scorer on the team for 
Nick Ritchie, who just came from Arizona for free, basically, because he has a two, $250,000 salary greater than his brother's. <laughs> like that was pretty much why Arizona wanted to do that. So like, I don't know. It's, I think you could talk about what's going on in Calgary for a while, but it's getting hard to read what's bad luck versus like, you know, everything else. Well, well, well said. Uh, uh, the flames, the flames, the flames. Uh, the San Jose Sharks are plus 260 traveling to Colorado. Take on the Avalanche who are minus 315. The over under for this one is also six and a half. Uh, this is a feels like a another get right spot. It feels like Tuesday night is full of these uh, for Colorado. I know that they they uh, they got a point the other night and they're six, two and two in the last 10. But before that, uh, a couple losses for the Avalanche. And it looked like because it the reason I'm calling it that is because it looked like the Avalanche were about to come alive or they they did, I guess. You know, they, they went on that crazy rip uh, and then they had their little stumble. Uh, th- then they blew a lead against the, the Kraken. Right before that, they gave up 14 goals and two straight losses to Devils and Stars. So they're going to course correct again. And, and I'm sure that they'll get back to that team that we saw before those those three losses. Uh, so this looks like a really bad night to be a San Jose Shark. So however you want to play into that is how I would do it. Yeah, I agree. I think you could very well play the, the abs puck line at this number and live with it. With that said, I feel like I've kind of actually gone into a cold swing on those, but like, I just don't see how the abs are going to blow this game. It's hard for me to imagine, especially I should double check who's going tonight. That caps sharks game. Like, Oh my, it's something special. If you make that caps offense look that good right now and Kakinen and the sharks manage. Yeah. It's Reimer tonight. So it will likely be Kakinen. Kakinen. Yeah. And that's, he has the last couple of times I've watched him and I know he's now got the worst goals saved above expected in the league. Uh, that's not surprising because he looks horrible. He was awful versus Washington. He might be the worst regular goalie still getting starts. So I think that's could be a pretty good spot for Colorado to just blow them out and, and maybe get on some abs goal scores if you want and that sort of thing. Hockey season is heating up. So get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and receive first bet insurance up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. 
Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. A real barn burner between the Blues and the Coyotes, who are still playing really hard. Like I said, they gave the Devils their money's worth. On uh, Sunday, St. Louis is minus 135 at Mullet Arena. Coyotes plus 115 over under six and a half. I got nothing here. And yeah, I know you touched I've, on Verana, but Verana's all I got because, yeah. and you know what? Like, I think the overs of a look, I which is in part obviously, if you're taking any time goal scores, you want to target games where you see a lot of action coming. And I think, you know, there's a good chance that that's what we'll see here, but that's kind of all I got. And like, with that said, they hung around versus New Jersey. They're still competing so hard. And that's what you're going to see when you've got, you know, like 10 guys fighting to secure full-time NHL spots and that sort of thing. But at the same time, you look at the roster and it's like, oh boy, it's hard to get behind Arizona winning many games. So yeah, I like Verona to score. And I think that's about it. Hey, the Anaheim Ducks come into uh, Tuesday night on a one-game winning streak. They will take on... The Seattle Kraken, uh, the Ducks are plus 250. The uh, the Kraken, sorry, the Oilers. The Kraken are minus 300. And the over-under here is six and a half. Uh, once again, I'll say this. like the, the two underdogs for the top of the show, the two underdogs that I was kind of deciding between were Anaheim and Columbus. I like Columbus better. I think that the, the, the Penguins just, they've struggled so mightily defensively for a team that's going to be priced where they are. That that's why I went that direction. But you can also make the argument with Seattle that they just might get 840 goaltending and lose to anybody. So I, I could see the logic behind a Ducks bet here. They are playing hard 4-4-2 in their last 10. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna do my best to sit this one out. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just going to be hoping the crack and keep it rolling. They, you know, yes, like you said, if they get a goaltending performance like in that overtime game in Detroit, that's always going to be pretty tough to overcome. But I actually think their team stabilized. That Avalanche game was really, really impressive. Like, I love the way there were some breakdowns both ways, but overall they stuck with it really, really well, put together a quality third, pushed for a while, and I was pumped when they got rewarded with the game-time goal because I thought they really deserved that. I saw a lot of people completely writing them off before that game. Um and I, I, yeah, they're they're playing a lot better again, which has me excited because I love them as a team. So I really hope that they win this game and and keep it rolling. Uh, all right, now on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, March seventh. Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. I'll go first. I like the New Jersey Devils. They're minus one thirty right now against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're at home. They are coming back uh, from out west, but New Jersey's catching a great 
spot with the Leafs right now. Toronto's also coming, uh, traveling from the West Coast. They're traveling from Vancouver. They lost Ryan O'Reilly for you know four weeks or so with a broken finger, and John Tavares will also be sending this one out. So their center depth is in rough shape uh, for this game against the Devils. Their top six looks like a shell of itself. Um, and the Devils, with the addition of Timo Meyer, all of a sudden become a really scary team. They should be able to at least tilt the ice in the right direction more often than not uh, against the Leafs. I think 130 is a fine price uh, when you're looking at this version of Toronto, especially with the goaltending matchup. Like with, with the Devils, Vanacek maybe is coming undone a little bit. We're coming back down to earth a little bit. Uh, but it's not a huge concern uh, when you look at who he'll be going up against in Toronto. So I'll take the Devils at minus 130 as my favorite bet. Okay, and I'm going to go with, I'll kind of pick two again because I think this is going to be a little annoying. So I play Kucherov at open to get four shots, but I've seen how this is going to go. He's going to open at around plus 104 and he's going to close at minus 125, minus 130. So that if you're listening to this and you want to play that, I don't see any reason why the number won't just move the way they, Kucherov's number has moved like five straight times. And then second one, I don't think we touched on the game much, did we? The... I'm going to go with the over in the Golden Knights-Panthers game, which I think is going to be a really strong play. I know that Vegas, they're going to be looking at this wanting to play a really structured, sharp contest, and you know that that could point towards the under. But I still just think Florida's offense is trending towards being one of the very best in the league. We're talking about Aiden Hill having to keep them in check. So that scares me. That makes me think that Florida could definitely surprise and hit four here, even though the Knights have had a really strong stretch defensively so i like that and then i also think just seeing the panthers keep what's kind of become a hot vegas offense in check seems unlikely so this is just one for me where it's easier to see both teams getting to three and having a really competitive higher scoring game so i like the over there as well yeah i think i think i'm with you there i think it's 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 a type of game that feels like it's that it feels like vegas versus miami like in terms of the cities right it should just like be (laughs) <laughs> a fun back and forth game where you just at the end of it you're just like how did you know wh- how did we get to this point um yeah and like six you know that's one of the yeah that's one of the main reasons i like it is like i think we should see both sides score which is the mm-hmm. thing with like some of these overs i mean this is kind of an obvious point but you see them miss because the game's four two and one team didn't contribute but i think that's less likely in this spot like i don't really see either side getting shut down i don't really trust florida ever to win like three one or four one and then while we're kind of on the subject, because I think this is becoming a hot topic, like I'm seeing a lot of people saying like Quick's going to stick it to the Kings in round one when that's the matchup. And depending on, you know, especially if they surprise and go with Quick here, or if we don't get to it in time, I'm looking at it, they play the Lightning Thursday, so hopefully we'll get to cover this then. I think that fading Quick in Vegas is going to be such a good play. I tried to do it on Sunday. And it didn't work mainly because Vegas just absolutely dominated Montreal. So, but with that said, Quick gave up a whole goal above expected. And I wasn't factoring in that Hoffman hit the post with a minute left. And that would have blown a three nothing lead to a horrible team as a massive favorite. So that makes me think if we're going to sit on this play and try and find some good chances where the numbers are close, because obviously Vegas is such a good team. I don't really have faith that Quick's going to turn it around at his age just because he's on a new side. And to go further down that road, it can be tough for goaltenders to adjust to life on a new team. Like there are some interest, like some little intricacies that matter about who you're playing in front of different teams. Like they're going to elect to play different situations. 
different ways and that matters to goaltenders like if we look historically a lot of the ones who've who've been traded haven't succeeded very well mid-season or there's at worst been some adjustment period so i think this is like an angle where like if you can look for some chances to have quick at a at a longer number i think it's going to be a really good play yeah i'm with you and and it feels a little bit like the west coast version of the patrick kane situation where the media hype around the trade it's just so overblown compared to the actual like positive impact that the player will have on the ice. Uh, I think Kane will definitely have a you know better, bigger impact on the Rangers than Quick will have on the Knights because I think Quick's impact, like you said, will probably be negative. And since there is not much run, not that much runway left in the season, I think the Knights are going to want to see what they can do with him in game situations um, and tap into playoff hero Jonathan Quick rather than you know throw Aiden Hill or Laurent Boissois in game one if, if Logan Thompson is, is not healthy. And even if he is, like, how much time is he going to have back as well? So uh, of their four goalies, you look at the names and it becomes an interesting conversation for for that coaching staff to go with, you know, meteor, mediocre starting goalie number one, mediocre, mediocre starting goalie number two, or bad starting goalie number three who has the playoff caliber or the playoff pedigree. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think that going against Quick – I don't know. We it, I can look it up real quick the next time the Knights play the Kings. Um, but if I'm assuming Quick will get that start, it's not till April 6th. Uh, and it's in Vegas, but so it's a little different. But that would be a spot too as well. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I, yeah. Anytime and, like, you see Quick get start, uh, get the start, I think it's a an auto bet against the Knights. Right. And you think like I think about spots like this. So it sucks to be the guy preaching like you know this legendary players gonna get lit up consistently nobody wants that and that's the kind of take you have and people are tagging you in freezing cold takes when it goes wrong but i think this is just like this is what's more likely i would say it's not a slight against quick or anything and i think like it's another one of these things where people have confirmation bias when we talk about players turning it around in this sort of thing when we talk about like if king goes to new york you oh like it always seems that people will remember the times that it worked out great and they're going to comment on those. No one's going to sit and list all the times that things like that failed. And I think that's like an important note handicapping wise, because I think people do get a lot of like confirmation bias when these things work. And then they're like, Oh, of course it went that way. And, you know, we've kind of touched on this a little bit on the show, but something like Jersey retirement nights where people say, Oh, this team will never lose. Like yeah. last year, I'm sure, you know, the Rangers lost on lung night to like a pretty average Minnesota team. Well, and everyone thought his best like, friend scored lose. the game winner. Yeah, so those are the kind of angles where it's like, you know, keep in mind that kind of concept. So, yeah. And and it's the difference between, you know, betting and and being a fan. Like, if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan and you're excited that Jonathan Quick is a Golden Knight and, like, the spite that comes with it and the Shane and Freud, by all means, go ahead and run with that. Like, that's awesome. That's what being a fan is all about, those emotions. But as a better, you just got to look at it like, this guy's been bad this year. Uh, He was good last year, but he was terrible the year before. Like he's not going to give you in all likelihood. Right. And like that kind of goes into like, cause I'm almost going to sound a little hypocritical here when I say this. And then I say like bet Jacob Verona to score, but the difference here and like, there's always going to be these little, you know, differences between these kinds of arguments. But the difference I think with something like that is like, I still think Verona is going to be a good score in the NHL, whether or not that happens right away with some of his issues, who knows, but I still think if he gets himself right, he's going to be a good score in the NHL where, like my take on quick is now that this is someone who's past his prime, who obviously was incredibly good 
And right. Yeah. That's yeah. The, the big difference there is just where they are at their in their careers. So, yeah. So be on the lookout uh, for those fade Jonathan Quick spots. Um, that will wrap up this this episode. At the top, we talked about Jacob Verana, anytime goal scorer, Jared McCann, uh, anytime goal scorer, and the Columbus Blue Jackets is our favorite plus money underdog plays. Uh, and then our best bets, the New Jersey Devils minus 130 and the over in Cats and Golden Knights on Tuesday. For Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Thank you again to our sponsors, BetMGM. We'll see you again Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.